Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. You want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is episode number 69 of Purple Mafia. Today is Sunday, September the 19th, 2010. It is 3 o'clock in the afternoon and the Viking game has just ended. Yes, this is the Vikings and Dolphins game we'll be reviewing today. <laughs> As uh, expected, yeah, I'm literally going to do it right away after the game. I figure, what's the holdup? Let's just get right to it immediately. Uh, there were no call-ins today or over the course of the week. Um, so I'm just going to get right to it right away. And uh, i got to explain also that the show last week, yeah, I was going to have, obviously episode 69 was supposed to happen last week. It was supposed to be about the Vikings and Saints game. And, um, well, I had a major uh, error. I had recorded the show. The file suddenly disappeared, and I couldn't find it, and that was the end of it. That's basically what happened, and uh, I just did not have the time to do another show. I just did not. Uh, my schedule is not good, and of course, Sunday's the end of the weekend, and I'm, I just didn't have time to record a new show, and of course, my schedule during the week is pretty harsh. There's almost no way I can do a show during the week, so I apologize for that. I'm back, and uh, well, we saw a, f- a fairly similar game, folks. Yes, we did. But before we get to that, Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. And I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. I appreciate it oh so much. Thesportstuff.com has a message board. Please do join them. So we'll get to that later on. Of course, the call-in line. There were no call-ins this week. The call-in line is 209-736-7877. 209-736-78-TSS. Or excuse me, 7877. Yeah, it's a voicemail, so uh, do call it and leave your message, and it'll be put on air. Uh, I'll mention it again later at the end of the show. Unfortunately, yeah, again, no call-ins, so that's just how it goes. Generally, if you want to do leave a call-in, call in before, uh, we'll say, we'll call in by Saturday night, we'll say, because usually like if a Viking game is on Sunday, you, you get the idea, and then I should be able to get the file by then because it goes to Dylan Richardson and then to myself. So there you go. That's the whole gist there. Again, as mentioned, we'll mention the <laughs> number later. Yeah, episode number 69. It's it's the Jared Allen episode. Well, I was about to make fun of that last week because he didn't even show up. He really didn't. Um, yeah, he looked a little better today. Sure he did. But in general, yeah, the Vikings' defense looked pretty good for the most part. Yeah, they gave up 14 points for the second week in a row, which is, <laughs> it's really not that bad, really, is it? Um, hmm. But the Vikings offense, the Vikings offense, folks, I um, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I really, I just don't know what to tell you about this Vikings offense. And also I'll mention maybe my voice sounds a little teeny bit different because I've been under the weather all week and it, it sucks. But I think I'm starting to get over it, but not enough for my voice to be kind of at 100%, as athletes like to say. I'd be on the, I'd be on the probable uh, list, I guess we'll say right now. <laughs> <laughs> if we're putting out a football injury report, yeah, yeah, well, because I'm here, so you get the idea. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, you would have thought the Vikings were probable for a win today, wouldn't you? A home game against the Miami Dolphins. The Vikings were undefeated all last year. Brett Favre was virtually immortal <sighs> all of last year, especially in the Dome. He threw two interceptions in the Dome last year, ladies and gentlemen. This year, Brett Favre already has three in the first flippin' game. This is beyond belief! That's right, I kid you not. Three interceptions in the first game, 
Oh, and by the way, no touchdowns. Uh, folks, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, those of you that are old enough to remember, I mean, I'm sure most of you are, most of you listening are old enough to remember 1998 and 1999. The Vikings made that, had the great team in 98, made the nice run, and all that, of course, choked in the NFC Championship game. Sounds very familiar to last year. Very similar, very good offense, just up and down the field, all that good stuff. And they came back in 99 about as flat as a pancake, especially the first two to four games. Um, the Vikings offense is as flat as a pancake, ladies and gentlemen. The only good, the only saving grace about all this right now, the Viking defense is a hell, and I mean a hell of a lot better than it was in 99. No Wasa no Antonio Banks, no uh, uh, Stalin Colony. I don't even want to say his name. That guy was the worst defensive end I've ever seen, <laughs> along with just, oh, yeah. So we at least we don't have a bunch of stiffs on defense. That's the good part. Um, the bad part is, though, the bad part is the turnovers are back. They're back. Yep. Brett Favre already has four interceptions this year. Adrian Peterson didn't fumble, but, oh, but Favre sure did. He fumbled. We'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, I'm already starting to rant as we're not even getting into the actual game review yet. <laughs> it Well, basically, this is the game review. It's like an intro to it. First and foremost, though, we'll get to it right now. Vikings were wearing the old uniforms. It's a lot of fun seeing those old uniforms in the in the Metrodome. It just it takes you back 20 to 30 years. It's it's just it's fun. It's fun. The Metrodome, the Mall of America Field, whatever it is. Vikings get the ball first. They get uh, into the Dolphins' red zone, and guess what? Vikings are fourth and two. Childress says, "You know what? Screw it. Screw the field goal. We're going to try to get seven because we only got we only got nine points last week. Let's get seven right out of the gate here." Oh, shoot. They didn't get it. They didn't get the first down. Stopped on the run. And that's all there was to it. Just a shockingly bad uh, play call by Childress. As much as all of us out there love, and I mean love, guttiness. We love being aggressive. We love not kicking. We love going for it. But the offense isn't that good, folks. And uh, even if they came out to a solid start, and they had several drives... In this game, folks, that they went into the red zone and lost the ball. Just cannot believe it. Just cannot believe it. You know, I'm going to be borderline neutral on Childress. I'm going to lean on the bad side that it was a bad play call. I'm going to go there. I know you got to have guttiness, and if the Vikings did get it, we'd all be like, yeah, that was awesome. You know, what a nice way to show confidence in your team. Now they have have more confidence, and here we go. It's 7-0 and all that good stuff. Vikings go on and win, and that was all because Brad Childress showed some confidence on the first drive of the game. You know, I mean, it, that's, it's, it's football being a roller coaster. Today was a roller coaster, folks. And I mean a roller coaster being of epic proportions. It sure was. But you know what happens? Every single time the defense for the opposing team makes a great play, what happens? Well, of course, the, uh, <laughs> the offense of the opposing team makes a big play immediately. Chad Henney to uh, Brandon Marshall for a 46-yard gain. Yeah, that didn't take long, did it? Didn't really take long. Um, it really didn't. Uh, yes, I'm kind of, I, I take a lot of my notes on Twitter, believe it or not. <laughs> so a, a lot of you, I'd like you to follow the Twitter account. It kind of gives you an idea what I'm going to talk about during the game. It just gives you an idea, and it's also a way to interact with you during the games. Twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Please do give it a follow. It's been a fairly quiet week in terms of people following the, following the Twitter. So, come on, guys. I know you're out there. Trust me. I know you're out there. <laughs> so, please do give it a follow. I'd appreciate it very much. Ah, Dolphins at first and... Dolphins got all the way up to the red zone. First and goal. It didn't seem to take long, did it? After the big gain... Dolphins went back to that two-headed running monster that I was trying to review on the show last week that didn't exist. And it's, yeah, an easy touchdown by the Dolphins, kind of similar to the Saints. And it's just like, here we go. It's 1999 all over again. I mean, Sports Talk was talking about the, uh, <laughs> the, is it time to push the panic button or, you know? And it's like, yeah, it's, it's kind of getting there. It sure is. It sure is. There was a lot of back and forth about Leslie Frazier, Frazier being kind of a manila, vanilla, whatever you want to call it, 
defensive coordinator because he's not really aggressive. Um, I still think he's a good defensive coordinator, but uh, mm, no, he's not really uh, aggressive about getting turnovers, that's for sure. That's a wild guy by the name of Darren Sharper is no longer here and how he kind of failed, really, here in Minnesota. It was very frustrating. It was a, uh, a lot of back and forth at this point, a pretty quiet game for a while. In fact, you know what? It was so close. It was so quiet that guess what? Guess what? It was seven to nothing at the half, folks. The Vikings were being shut out at the half, and I was basically like, "Can we trade Benny Sapp for Brandon Marshall instead?" Yeah, Greg Camarillo. I don't know what's going on. If Favre is just not finding him, he, he's not on the field. But when he is, it's just it. I don't see anything really going on between Favre and Greg Camarillo. Um. I don't know what's going on. And I also don't know whether to compare Brett Favre to Warren Moon or Randall Cunningham or what the hell. I mean, yeah, pretty much between Moon and Cunningham. i got to say Warren Moon right now, the way he just literally forces plays into coverage. Mm. He had an interception on the second drive. Oh, Favre, it's just what a tough game for him in this game. Just all over the place. <sighs> All over the place. Bernard Berrien must have dropped about the ball. I don't know how many times. It's not even that he dropped the ball. He never. He never went after the ball. He never went after the ball. Just didn't. He just didn't. Uh, the first interception of the game was bouncing all over the place. The Vikings had a very impressive drive, believe it or not. Adrian Peterson was all over the place. Favre hit Shenko on a nice gain, kind of similar to the touchdown play in the previous week, though this was more of a big gain. And then he throws to Shenko in the end zone. The ball bounces around all over the place, and the Dolphins get an interception. That was kind of more, I guess you could call it, kind of more of a bad luck play because it didn't, you know, it could have hit the ground about 100 times that it got volleyed in the air, you know, I don't know how many times. Too many. Um, what the hell? The offensive line wasn't good either. They didn't help Brett Favre. Uh, yuck. And again, I saw it, folks. I saw it again during this game. Another deep pass to Percy Harvin on the sidelines. Another deep pass to Percy Harvin on the sidelines. Why? I just don't get it. And I'm going to say this again, since we're, we're going to, as long as we keep seeing it happen, I'm going to keep saying this, folks. I'm going to lecture everybody to death of this, even though I'm, pro- even though you might not say I'm in the place to lecture anybody, but <laughs> I'm just using the word lecture. I'm not really lecturing, but. Um, a deep pass to Percy Harvin never works, folks. He's too short. Percy Harvin is too short for those deep passes. Wide receivers, a true wide receiver, is generally a taller player, like on the outside, like Anthony from L.A., who was a very frequent caller to this show, um, mentioned on his previous call. That was on the previous show, unfortunately, two weeks ago. Unfortunately, instead of last week, but you get the idea. Yeah, Percy Harvin is a slot receiver. The ball is generally underneath and more in the middle of the field, not deep on the sidelines. You don't throw deep on the sidelines to Percy Harvin because it just doesn't work. It's not because he has a lack of talent. His physical tools do not add up to that style. They just don't. They just don't. You don't throw a deep sideline pass unless, for whatever reason, he completely breaks loose and he's wide open. But still, he's a much smaller target to throw the ball to as well. Vasantyshenko. And guys like Sidney Rice, which yeah, I got to stop saying that name because we're not going to be hearing that name for a while. Uh, longer arms, taller, yeah, taller, bigger, <laughs> easier targets. Yes, Harvin is not an easy target to hit. He's a lot smaller, folks. He's only what five ten, five nine, five ten. He's built like a small running back. It's just you don't do that. You don't throw into a you know it's slightly covered. He wasn't really. It was more of a one on one, but that's just not his game. Yeah. A quote by Judd Zulgad during the game, a tweet, by the way, will say, Bernard Brain has played many of the offensive snaps with no catches, and this was about, this was in the second quarter. Yeah, or late in the second quarter. Percy Harvin has been, uh, Percy, Percy Harvin, excuse me, Adrian Peterson has been a lot better on the catch and go. Definitely. Uh, Harvin got hurt a little bit, but he came back. Or actually, no, he did not come back. Excuse me, hit on the leg. Uh, unfortunately when there was a bit of a scramble, players flying on the ground and stuff. You know, that's how it goes. He was trying to make a block, got hit on the leg. It didn't look bad, but bad enough for him not to return, unfortunately. 
So yeah, folks, Deja Vu at 1999. We are shut out in the first half. Zero. Brett Favre, Adrian Peterson. Well, I can't really name any great receivers right now, but <laughs> we're still with a team with Brett Favre and Adrian Peterson. <laughs> shut out. Really? I just, I'm a little mystified. Just a little mystified right now. Unbelievable. I was also saying how the yeah the field goal we passed up on sure would have looked good, huh? <laughs> Better seven three than seven zero, and well, the funny part is that field goal still still would not have won the game. It would have been fourteen to thirteen, but we would have been able to go for the field goal instead of the goal line late in the game. We'll get to that shortly. Yeah, hmm, unbelievable. Yeah, thank you guys for still listening to this show. By the way, I really do. <laughs> I know there's a lot of you out there, shucks. I'll just I'll say this right now, real quick. There were record numbers on the last show, episode number 68, a record turnout for you listeners to this show. And I appreciate it very much, folks. I really do. I appreciate all of you very much. You guys are awesome. Of course, uh, yeah, we'll get to your Facebooks out there later. A couple tweets as well. I'll get to that. A couple of retweets. Not much activity on Twitter today, to be honest. It was mostly just the media types and a few... Uh, few other guys mn vikings guy and mn sports show that's about it though or sports talk excuse me we'll get to that in a sec um there weren't too many people on there today i i i missed you matt emer out there so uh i understand though maybe busy so not a problem all right we'll just continue here just uh just another one of those games this this was 1999 folks it really was the Vikings read it by kind of a lazy boo. MN Sports Talk commented about that. Yeah, there were like there were boos, but they were like a lazy boo at the halftime. It was kind of funny. Yeah, it was kind of funny. <laughs> oh boy, Dan Barrero, I gotta mention this one. I loved it. He was saying how Bernard Berrien was traded at halftime to UFL Sacramento Mountain Lions for future considerations. Yeah, that's about what I'd like to do with Bernard Berrien right now, folks. Yep. I'm going to say it right now because knowing me, I tend to forget. So I'm going to say it right now. I'm officially coming on the air right now. As I slightly digress from the game, but it's basically it still is in the game. I'm calling for Bernard Berrien's head right here in the air. Bernard Berrien has to go. He can't catch. He makes no effort going after the ball in a in a crowded situation, you know what I mean, under coverage, double team, whatever. That was uh, Favre's third interception, by the way, in one of those drives. I'm going to say it right now so I don't forget. I mean, Bernard Berrien has to go. Stone Fingers Berrien needs to go. He's making, what, about 9 or $10 million a year, and he can't play. He can't play at all. This is the third year, folks, that Bernard Berrien has been here, and he sucks. Bernard Berrien needs to go. He can go right back to the Chicago Bears and he can help Jay Cutler get more interceptions. That's what Bernard Berrien can do. The Vikings need to pursue Vincent Jackson. That will be a topic we'll get to after the break. So as we finish the game review, we'll go to break and then the Facebook and a couple tweets and stuff like that. Or I'll probably do the tweets before the Facebook. Yeah. Nice organization on my part, huh? <laughs> because, yeah, I mean... That's my to-do list. My to-do list for the Minnesota Vikings this week. One, it's just two two things on the to-do list. It's not much to ask, is it? Trade for Vincent Jackson is number one. Two, cut Bernard Berrien and his outrageous contract outright. Bernard Berrien has to go. End of sermon. All right, now that that's off my chest, we'll continue. As this game truly was the biggest tease. <laughs> well, no. Not, a, not not all of them were, but this was yet another unbelievably big tease. Just what a tease. Back and forth, over and over and over and over again. The Vikings defense keeps us fans teased because they keep, they have kept us in the game the entire game. From the first, from opening kickoff to the final countdown. Oh, forgive me for using a song there, but <laughs> to the final uh, ticks of the clock. The Vikings defense has kept the, them in the game through the entirety from the first game to the end of the second game. So the Vikings defense does get props, in my opinion, but unfortunately it's kept us glued to the TV set because we still believe the Vikings have a chance to win. But with the way this offense has been playing, 
Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm. I have no idea. I have no idea what is going on. Wow. Mm. I gotta mention this. MN Vikings guy said, go to Berrien here. He's due. This was later on when the Vikings were, uh, you know, they kept stopping the Dolphins. There was still a chance. There was still a chance to get this game tied up. Go deep to Berrien. He's due. My response to him, because I gotta say this, yeah, you're more likely to see Jared Allen get a sack. Oh, wait. <laughs> because of the way Jared Allen had been playing. He'd been invisible until literally right about when I tweeted that. Funny how that works. Um, wow. Because, yeah, I think this Vikings offense is the same cold that I do right now. As you can hear it in my voice again, I just, um, I'm having a hard time. I really am. Vikings had bad field position most of the game. I'll also continue to say that's just how it goes. <laughs> When your offense can't move, you're pretty much going to be pinned back most of the game. That's just, a, you know, that's just how it goes. Um, Vikings were pinned way back at this point in the third quarter. Favre let go of the ball. I believe it was officially recorded as a uh, as a fumble. Ball was knocked out of Favre's hand as he was in the motion. Recovered by the Miami Dolphins, and there it was, 14 to nothing. 14 to nothing. And most of us are like, okay, game's over. <laughs> the way the uh, the Vikings were uh, playing at this point. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I guess that one counted it as an interception, I guess. I just, I'm confused with how this turned out. Um, wow. So I apologize for that. Favre did fumble earlier in the game as well. It, it gets confusing, but really it doesn't matter. A turnover is a turnover. It doesn't matter which turnover occurred, really, in the grand scheme of things. Favre had three interceptions officially in the game. Mm. Very, very tough to swallow, ladies and gentlemen. Because, yeah, it, it was forward motion. The ball was in the air, yes. And it was and it was caught on the ground, basically. You know, laying on the ground, Miami Dolphin was able to scoop it up before it hit the ground for that touchdown. 14-0 Dolphins. The good part was, though, you know what the good part was? The Vikings had a drive going. They had a drive. Yeah, they had a drive. It looked nice. Obi-Wan Visante made a nice catch. Brett Favre calling for help for him. Obi-Wan Visante, Favre's only hope. Maybe our only hope as well. But then, <laughs> you can't go wrong, but oh, you can. Because Brett Favre threw in a double coverage to who? That's right. He threw in double coverage, a deep pass to Bernard Berrien. Oh, for the love of God. Um, so, again, a guy that refuses to really go after the ball. A guy that cannot catch anyway. You're trying to make a deep play in double coverage. You're trying to force a deep play. And, of course, under through the ball, which I don't know if it's age or if his shoulders bugging him. We don't know yet. We hope not. Yeah, we hope that's not what's going on with Brett Favre. But uh, yeah, he threw it into double flipping coverage to Bernard Berrien. And of course, the ball was intercepted. Very, very reminiscent of Warren Moon on that play. But again, roller coaster. The roller coaster happens. The exact ensuing play. Miami Dolphins, this time it was uh, Ronnie Brown. Now, Ricky Williams fumbled earlier in the game, which gave us hope. Of course, we didn't capitalize on that either. That was one of the interceptions earlier. Yes, it was the interception, actually. Yes, it was. <laughs> this time, Ronnie Brown fumbled. E.J. Hender e. Henderson forced the fumble, and Aaron Henderson recovered. That was nice. The brothers, literally real brothers, <laughs> getting that done. That was pretty cool. And then Adrian Peterson is able to get in the end zone on a goal line smash. That felt really good. It really did. Adrian Peterson really started to take over at this point, making a few receptions and uh, running. It was totally, totally, totally Adrian Peterson at this point. The whole all-day nickname really lived up to itself at this point because Vasante Shenko wasn't even that good. Yes, the guy and the coverage has totally been totally focusing on Vasanda because he's the only guy that can catch. He did make a drop right in the numbers today, unfortunately. 
Vasantyshenko is not the same right now because, yes, the coverage is a lot tighter on him. Um, Favre's not been as accurate, and he's probably just, you know, his morale isn't where it was last year. Fact, In fact, nobody's is right now. Nobody's, except maybe Adrian Peterson's. All day, really was all day, for the most part, in this game. He did nearly fumble the ball at one point, right about this point in the game, but, hey, he, he, he hung on to it, and that's what counts. My note to Favre is, <laughs> stop throwing to Berrien. Yeah, you're better off taking a sack. I think Britt Favre's better off taking a sack than throwing the ball to Bernard Berrien. Why not just kneel down? If Berrien is the only guy, or the guy that you think you're going to make a play with, whatever it is, for whatever reason, you just, just kneel down and call it. You know, just, just, I'd rather just kneel down at that point or, or spike the ball and take the down and then, and then start over. You know, start the next, hopefully it's not third down at that point. Yeah. Jared Allen on the ensuing drive for Miami finally got a sack. It looked like there was a little bit of hope. Yes, it did. <laughs> Dolphins are forced to punt. It's like, here we go. Vikings have a legitimate chance. Brian Robinson runs into the kicker. Did not officially get called for roughing the kicker. Thank God. So the Vikings did not give the Dolphins a first down. They would have if it was officially roughing the kicker. It was only a five-yard deal. Whew. And the roller coaster continues. And the Vikings... Huh, yeah, also the <laughs> Vikings fumbled the kick too as well. Thank God the Dolphins didn't get it. Um, yeah, just what a roller coaster indeed. Wow. Camarillo fumbled earlier, too. Or fumbled on this play. Yes, the guy who's supposed to have good hands. Maybe not be fast, but have good hands. He's the one that fumbled it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I say he shouldn't be the punt returner at all. I don't know what the point is. I really don't. But this is when I started having fo- hope, folks. This is when I started having a little bit of hope. Because the Miami Dolphins had 12 men on the field. 12 men on the field for the Miami Dolphins? Holy crap, Batman! The Vikings are going to win now, because when you hear 12 men on the field, it brings back the curse. The curse. Yes, the 12 men curse. But fortunately, no. The Dolphins aren't wearing purple. They're not. Nope. Peterson was really good. Yet again, the Vikings <laughs> barely survived a 4th and 1. Nafahu Tahi was able to get it. Thank God. Peterson looked really good. But unfortunately, even after we got all, after all that drama, after Tahi getting the fourth and one, Adrian Peterson making a nice gain on the next play. Not a great gain, but a nice one. Vikings still only had to punt. Or, I mean, were only able to kick a field goal because the Dolphins' defense was that good. The Dolphins' defense was that good. But you know what, folks? The Vikings have a moral victory because they have reached double digits. Congratulations, 14 to 10 Miami at this point. Yep, Jared Allen really winning, going after uh, Chad Henney, forcing him to rush, tripping him. Really good stuff. We stopped the Dolphins again, which nice. Vikings defense looking great. But then Favre throws to Berrien again, double teamed, and what happened? He did it again, folks. Brett Favre did it again. He didn't learn. Third interception of the game. Interception. Another deep play after all that roller coaster. After all that roller coaster, what happens? Well, here we go. Interception. And the roller coaster continues, folks, because guess what? It happened again. I don't know how this is going on. A burying interception, and then literally... The next play, the Vikings recover the fumble. Now this was the Ronnie Brown one, the other one was Ricky Williams. So either way, <laughs> whichever running back it is, this was the other one. Um, this was the officially Ronnie Brown one. Um, we'll take it. Another bearing interception, another recovery from a Dolphins running back. You got to like that. We'll take it. The Vikings go all the way to the goal line. Of course, they're already in the red zone thanks to the fumble. <laughs> the Vikings get to that goal line, but guess what, folks? The Dolphins stop the Vikings. Adrian Peterson and the Vikings could not get in on the one-yard line. Oh, come on, man. Mm, that was really tough to swallow. 
But it was not the ball game, folks. It just wasn't. It wasn't over yet. It wasn't over yet. As the Dolphins were <laughs> on the goal line, they get the ball, but on the goal line, Ray Edwards barely, and I mean barely missed, sacking, you know, getting a safety. <laughs> Chad Henney, who looks like a decent quarterback, by the way. He sure does. But he slipped. Ray Edwards slipped. If he didn't slip, he probably would have had him. But it's just another one of those classic football plays where you can't get anything back. The Vikings do hold the Dolphins to third and three, but guess what? A holding call on Chad Greenway, unfortunately. <laughs> but the Vikings defense stops him again anyway, thank God. Knocked down by Ray Edwards. The ball was knocked down by Ray Edwards on a third and ten. And the Dolphins had to had to punt, thank God. <laughs> Vikings get the ball back. Two drops by the Vikings receivers. Now this was the end. This is like, here we go. This is far with about a minute 40 left. This is why he's here. He saved us against the Chicago Bears. He even threw the ball to Greg Lewis, who did not catch it. But then Greg Lewis did catch on the next play. Vasante Senko dropped a ball right in his lap. Yeah, it was low, but it was in his lap as he was kind of kneeling down or sliding down, whatever the word is, squatting down to catch it. But Greg Lewis getting that first down did help. The Vikings did move a bit with Adrian Peterson. It was a no huddle on the third and one. And then finally, Bernard Brain did make his first catch on a fake spike by Brett Favre, which was kind of cool, a little creativity. But it was only a three-yard gain. Went out of bounds, which stopped the clock, which was nice. And then it was nothing but incompletions from there on. It went from 2nd and 7 to 3rd and 7. And then on the final, <laughs> the last couple passes, no, I didn't even know where the ball was going. And the final one, well, it wasn't even close. I don't know if it was a bad route or what the deal was. God dang it. But no one was even close, folks. Not even close. Yep, that was it, folks. That was the ball game. The Vikings are 0-2. Game, set, loss. <laughs> And that about wraps it up, folks. That about wraps it up. The uh, That's all, folks. Very fun. Very fun indeed. So now that that's done, we'll just leave it as it is. Because point, right? What's, what's the point? We're just going to read some uh, some tweets. Yeah, Matt Emer did, <laughs> did retweet literally right in the last couple minutes here. So thankfully, <laughs> thankfully Matt Emer will get on the show here. Real quick, MN Sports Talk was talking about that if we... Uh, I, I mentioned about bringing in uh, Bill Cower to replace Brad Childress instead of maybe like Leslie Frazier. or I, I'd rather have Bill Cower shoot, but then his comment is, I'm afraid he might bring in Cordell Stewart. Yep, and then we were ranting about the O-line and MN Sports Talk again comments. And the entire Dolphins D-line was in on the backfield on AP's first down run. No control of the line on either side this year. Yeah, it's been... Uh, it's been pretty rough. It's been pretty rough. Luckily, the defensive line woke up a bit and got to Chad Henney a little bit. Um, too little too late, ultimately. But, yeah, no, the offensive line is one of the biggest problems for this team, and the Vikings did not address the offensive line in the offseason. And here we are today, not happy about it. No, I'm not happy about it at all. Not at all. Just total BS. So Matt Emer with a couple of tweets here, literally two tweets. His comment is, well, I'll say bleeping awful. He didn't actually use the word, but he used like a very similar, <laughs> I just won't say it because I'm going to be protectable, but it's obviously okay to write it on there. AP only, man, only on offense earning his money in that game. The only man, man on offense earning his money in that game. And you know what? 100% accurate right there. By the way, I'm going to throw this in super quick. Ryan Cook, I'm going to continue to, to rant on. He is terrible. Ryan Cook is terrible. I don't know how he continues to make this team other than nobody can beat him out of his job because there's, 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 there's no one else. None of those backups can beat Ryan Cook out of a job, which is embarrassing. Just ugh, like somebody, I don't think Ryan Cook is an, is an NFL offensive lineman. He is so terrible. Or he can go to some expansion team or something. Or, you know, not expansion team, but a team that might as well be one, like the Rams. Just terrible. 
Matt Emer is so peed. <laughs> That's the final part of the first tweet. His other comment is, and here we go, I blame Chile for passing on fourth and two in the first quarter. Should have went for a field goal or at least AP. So peed. And yes, just um, you're going for a pass. Not only, not only are you going for it for fourth and two, you're trying to pass it. It's just, I, I, I don't know. Though, granted, the Miami's run defense was pretty good in those clutch situations today. So uh, I'm not even sure where to go other than just kick the damn field goal. That's it. Just kick the damn field goal. Ryan Longwell's not going to miss indoors from short range. He's not. And, yeah, he had a 28-yard kick in the game. Get to a couple stats real quick. Yeah, one of them, uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. All day, Adrian Peterson with 145 yards and 28 rushes. And, of course, did get a touchdown. He only had one really long gain, which was 23 yards, and it wasn't that long. The longest run of the day was officially by uh, Ronnie Brown for 51 yards. Ricky Williams had kind of a rough day. Ronnie Brown, was his numbers got bloated because of that 51-yard gain. Yeah, otherwise his yards per carry would have been almost identical. Chad Henney only threw the ball 15 times in this game. It's just one of those teams, those Miami Dolphins. Very solid in what they do. Nothing spectacular, but solid. Brandon Marshall is, is fantastic, though he's a little bitchy. <laughs> you can see him mouthing off a little bit on the sidelines when um, Jared Allen was able to get to Henny and the ball was underthrown, so uh, ultimately was underthrown because of that, and Brandon Marshall couldn't catch it. It looked like he used, said something, I don't know, give me the bleeping ball. He, was, he wasn't saying it to Henny, but he was mouthing it, if you know what I mean, to himself. And, yeah, I don't know, Brandon Marshall's an ass, but then again, what do you expect? How many receivers in the NFL are asses? <laughs> Not yeah. I mean, there's a lot. Adrian Peterson had 41 yards receiving on five catches in the game. Just very, very nice indeed. Shanko had 86 ca- uh, yards and six receptions in the game. Those are the stats that stand out really overall. We did get two sacks in the game, which is better than last week. Yeah, Jared Allen and Kevin Williams. Kevin Williams did get a nice sack earlier, which was like that was kind of right when okay, the defense is is alive. We're gonna get it done. Ray Edwards is all over the place and did well, I thought. Medea Williams looks a little better. The safeties in general look better, and it looks like because Hussein Abdullah, that's part of it, Hussein Abdullah is is a better safety than Tyrell Johnson. He just is. Not bad at all. Um, The defense, to me, yeah, did a nice job. Latroy Guyon also getting some playing time, and he was able to get a sack. Very, very cool right there. And, of course, Aaron Henderson with a fumble recovery. And the funny part is E.J. Henderson got the other fumble recovery. Not only did they force, he forced the fumble, but he got a recovery too. Very, very cool indeed. Good stuff. The Hendersons. There's a reason they're here, especially, uh, obviously, E.J., but Aaron Henderson is not bad. I like him. like him a lot. So that's the end of the tweets. That's the end of the game review. We're going to get a little bit more into Vincent Jackson, and then we will close with the Facebook group. We'll be right back, right after this. And we are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 69, which is a reminder for iPod users. Well, and of course, MP3 players like the Zune and all that. So you get the idea. According to Chris Mortensen, this was during the game, that the Vikings expect to convene either Sunday night or Monday, on whether to make a serious play for San Diego Chargers, suspended, suspended, suspended wide receiver Vincent Jackson, according to team and league sources. This thing is is is, is happening. Yep. Remember, Vincent Jackson did get the four games. This was on Wednesday, about 4 o'clock on Wednesday. A team source said Vikings owner Zygmunt Wilf, it says Ziggy, but I said Zygmunt because I'm a dork, uh, will be the final authority on a possible trade because Jackson... Wants a contract that will average 9.5 per year and contain 30 million in guaranteed money. If the Vikings were willing to pay that amount, the Chargers expected to ask for two draft picks, one of them at least a second rounder for the Pro Bowl wideout, who is a restricted free agent. However, the Vikings have some concerns about Jackson's character after he was suspended for the violation of the personal conduct policy following a second arrest for driving under the influence. Ugh, Corin Robinson, baby. The Vikings did have success when they traded for former Chiefs defensive end Jared Allen, who had also been suspended for after a pair of DUI violations. Uh-huh. Kevin, C- Kevin Seifert, 
from his NFC North blog also says the Vikings are weigh, weighing acquiring Jackson and whether it would influence future contract negotiations with Sidney Rice, who is currently out after hip surgery. Rice is expected to return in six to eight weeks. Also, the Vikings are paying wide receiver Bernard Marion $7 million this year. So that was a little bit high, but eh, it might as well be $9 million. <laughs> And they used last year's first-round pick on Percy Harvin. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Why don't you just get rid of Marion? Like, seriously. I would do that. I don't know why this is even being mentioned. Get rid of Bernard Berrien. Ugh, just drives me crazy. Just get rid of Bernard Berrien. I'm sure some of that $7 million is guaranteed. I don't, you know, I'm on, okay, I can't spend other people's money. I can't do it, and I understand that. But at the same time, it's not all guaranteed. I, I guarantee, <laughs> I had to use it, that it's not all guaranteed. Now that I've said that word about 15 times, get rid of Bernard Berrien. That's all you got to do, folks. Vincent Jackson for Bernard Berrien in that sense. It's not a trade, of course. Maybe you throw Bernard Berrien in, in the trade. Uh-huh, a little trade sweetener. Yeah. Of course, he wouldn't be the main piece, but you get the idea. A little trade sweetener. Maybe, maybe they'd love him over there in San Diego. Wouldn't that be great? And I think the Vi- and hopefully the Vikings would love a little Vinny Jackson here in Minnesota. Yeah, T Jack to V Jack. No, uh, let's let's hope it's Favre to V Jack for now. Um, the Vikings are considering offering Jackson a one-year deal between worth four million and six million, with a guarantee they will not franchise him after next season. Under those conditions, the Chargers might be willing to take a lesser compensation, such as a third-round pick they would have hoped to receive next April as a compensatory pick for Jackson to leave as a free agent. Even though there is a draft, there has come some uncertainty about the compensatory pick formula, a source said. And, of course, something called a lockout could be looming, and we're talking an ugly, smelly, stinky pile of goat diarrhea type of lockout. Okay, forgive my horrible language there, or horribly immature language, but yeah, that's about the equivalent of what type of lockout we'd be looking at. Okay, now that I'm done with that, uh, yeah, get rid of Bernard Berrien and trade for Vincent Jackson. Of course, get Jackson first, and then get rid of Bernard Berrien. That is your solution, folks. That's it. Just seriously, yeah, there's your money. Get, hopefully get Jackson for, hopefully Jackson's willing to agree at the price the Vikings are going at and get as much of Berrien salary as you can get off the, uh, off the payroll. Maybe he could go to San Diego for Jackson as part of the deal. That would be a good idea, folks. I would do it. 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 End of sermon again. That wasn't really a rant. It was just a sermon, I guess. <sighs> I'm going to mention, even though it's an older twit from the previous game, I'm not going to mention all the uh, the Saints game tweet, uh, not tweets, but uh, mentions on the Facebook, the Facebook group. I'm almost thinking of changing it to a Facebook page if I can. So uh, those of you out there that are on the Facebook group, keep that in mind. I, I'm thinking about, I'm considering cha- uh, creating a Purple Mafia page instead because it might be easier to find. Like all you'd have to type in would be facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia show. I'm considering that. Now, it's not a done deal, but it's up there. But until then, please do join the Facebook group because I just might not do the other thing. I probably will at some point, but who knows. Uh, The Facebook group, go into the search bar, type in Purple Mafia Minnesota Vikings Show, and then simply join it, and you can comment and be a part of the show. Now, there was a new poster. I think he just joined as well, but uh, his his name is John Funk. So uh, it's nice to meet you, John. I appreciate you joining the joining the family here on Purple Mafia. His comment is, Yeah, Joe, listen to your listen to you all last season. Yeah, thank you for that, man. That's awesome. Good stuff and love the classic game sounds. Another endorsement for the classic video games. Uh-huh. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and keep those endorsements coming in, folks. I just thanks. I mean, that makes me feel good. I appreciate it. And it I think it's a lot of fun. And it's more unique. Why not be more unique? Why try to copy Dan Barrero or Paul Allen or 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 uh, Tony Kornheiser or God knows who? I don't even want to go to go there with those other guys. Um, why? So here we go. Let's get to what Funk had to say. 
and I love the last name because I love that kind of music. I like punk. Uh, let's hope, I'm not sure if you do, so I'll shut up. Let's all hope that number four has the same kind of magic that he did last season. I do not feel that a guy of Brett's stature would come back if he did not think he could still perform at those high levels. Let's get nasty on them Saints. Bittersweet revenge. Four. And yes, awesome. Now, I, I kind of jumped in and commented because it was after the game, unfortunately. I said thank you for the love, for the support and the sound effects. I love to do that. I hope the Magic can re- return, but a really, really rough game on Thursday. Great defense, no offense. John Funk replies with number four. It looked a little rusty, but nothing out of the norm. <laughs> it's still the man. Just has to get back into rhythm. I agree, buddy. I agree. I certainly do, buddy. No doubt about it. All right. Let's just keep going up. Yeah, Tony Coleman. I mean, I'm just going to read there. I'm not going to read. I'm not going to really respond, I guess, because we'll these are the old ones. Uh, Twineball comments. Ouch. I hope the season doesn't play out the way this game did. My only comment is, well, it is so far. Sebastian Balls again. His comment is, yeah, this is so disappointing. Did, did someone say we have a rush defense? How about Percy Harvin? Wait, we do, but we hardly saw either. Grr, how about Albert Young? That's right like five yards. I miss Chester Taylor and Sidney Rice. I'm mad. And I don't blame you. Like five yards. For... Yeah, five yards. And then I, of course, comment that I could not get the show out. So now we're on to some Miami stuff. Tony L. Coleman, Twineball. Nice enough yet again to put another article up. This one was really encouraging, folks. Harvin believes migraine problems are past him. So do check that out, folks. For those of you that maybe haven't checked that out, I appreciate that uh, Coleman was able to put that up, and he believes that, uh, yeah, this thing is really, really getting going. Um, something to do with sleep apnea. Uh, very, very interesting story. Do check it out. Hopefully hopefully it's the real deal, and Harvin is on his way to uh, staying away from all that nonsense. So now the Vinnie Jackson discussion continues, thanks to Chris Tucker. This was, last, this was this past Thursday, just recently. So Vincent Jackson suspended is down to four games if he is traded. This is big, as many on the web are reporting, that the Vikings and him have come to an agreement earlier this month for a one-year, $7 million contract, but San Diego waited too, wanted excuse me, too much in return. Now they know how long he'll be out for, which means talks could heat up again. I say if they want a second rounder for the 6'5 receiver, we do it. As a lineup of Sydney at 6-4, VJ at 6-5 on the outside with Percy, Bariant Camarillo on the outside for the second half, and playoffs. Oh my God, do it. This is the year for such a move. Yes, it is the year for such a move, because Brett Favre is not returning next year, folks. Breaking news as it happens here on Purple Mafia, there is virtually no chance Brett Favre will play next year. This is it. We have no idea who the quarterback of the Vikings will be. We have no idea how long next season will be. And even though this year is not the same as last year, and uh, a statement that I made on Twitter, I didn't even bring it up. I'm going to say it real quick before I continue this conversation. This game today is why you win the big games when you are in the big games. This is why. Because next year is never the same. Next year never comes. Win it now. Okay. So now Sebastian comments. He said he simply says end, which is basically what he means. I'm sure he means end of conversation. Yes, when, this is the year for such a move. Dylan Richards comments, but it's about the money as well. Sebastian, true, true. We will still win this week. Tucker jumps in. Who cares about the money? If it's a one-year deal, there is no cap this year. And yes, we will kill the Dolphins Sunday. Mm, I wish. I wish. So basically, Sebastian and Tucker kind of go back and forth about the money a little bit. Tucker's saying, hey, screw it, just spend it. Just spend, 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 as he mentions on there. Sebastian's saying, well, let's be careful here. We already gave a lot of money to Favre. Uh, so Chris Tucker's also saying the media really boosted stuff up. And Sebastian's saying he agrees. And Sebastian kept coming at me saying, hey, what do you want? I mean, aren't you going to comment? My comment, my take on the whole thing is, hey, I'm in. I'm in. As you could probably tell during this show, I'm in on doing what you can to get Vincent Jackson. P- 
period. That's all I put. That's all I'm going to comment on. I am, other than what I already said during the show, you can get the idea. I am completely in. I'm getting Vincent Jackson, and you need to do whatever you can to to get it done, provided you don't give up three first-round draft picks, which is not going to be the case. Sebastian did predict the Vikings were going to win 31-10. to Unfortunately, the, the offense failed to show up for the second week in a row. And we have, we have not scored 31 points, Sebastian, in now two weeks. We have not scored 31 points in two weeks. We have scored 19. 19. Mm. Miami, though, historically, they have always created havoc. They have always been a turnover type of team, at least other than some of the, the little stretch they had earlier this decade when they were really bad. Or like late last decade, actually, is what it is now. Yeah, because it's 2010. Um, really bad really bad stuff for the Dolphins then, but generally though, the Dolphins have had a good defense and they've been a pain in the butt to throw the ball against. Lots of turnovers. And yep, Brett Favre had a quarterback rating of about 41 today. And uh, it was not pretty. Three interceptions as mentioned. No, that's right. No touchdowns for Brett Favre. And easily his worst game as a Viking, no doubt. You thought last game might have been? No, he was awful today. Completion percentage of 61, believe it or not. So his accuracy was higher, but his decision-making was a lot lower. Uh, quarterback rating officially of 44.3, but whatever. It's in the 40s. He's Brett Favre, and he threw the ball in the 40s. Mm-mm-mm. It looks like Chicago is going to beat Dallas. Obviously, this is going to be older news for you, but still, at the same time, yep, Detroit is losing. They're going to be 0-2. Chicago is going to be 2-0. That's funny. Green Bay has won, and they won big time, 34 to seven, so there's your NFC North roundup. I mean, you already know who's going to win and lose. Packers two and zero, Bears two and zero, Vikings and Lions zero and two. Ouch! Yuck! So now we're going to briefly, and I mean briefly, preview the Vikings and Detroit Lions game next week. Thank God for the Detroit Lions. As remember, as I mentioned, Vikings and Lions are zero and two a piece. So at least somebody will be battling for third place. Will be the third place team next week. Hopefully it's us, I guess. I'm really excited that we can try to get third place. That's exciting. Uh, Detroit put up a hell of a fight against the Philadelphia Eagles today, folks. I just, I'm a little, it's pretty amazing. This was in the Ford Dome, or Ford Field now, excuse me. Philadelphia wins 35-32. to And uh, very, very intriguing indeed. You generally think of Philadelphia is usually a pretty good defensive team, but boy, certainly didn't look at today. 32 points given up against the Detroit Lions. Javid Bass, I mean, everybody, if you own a fantasy, if you have a fantasy team and you had a player in this game, you did fairly well, unless maybe, well, no, even Sean Hill, 335 yards. He threw the ball 45 times. Sean Hill threw the ball 45 times. Wow. He had two touchdowns and two interceptions. Michael Vick with his first start since 06 at about 300 yards and two touchdowns and a quarterback rating of 108. Welcome back to the National Football League, Michael Vick. And the uh, slightly overrated McCoy, Sean McCoy, LaShawn McCoy, <laughs> at 120 yards and three touchdowns. So you can certainly run on the Lions, or at least McCoy would give you that impression. You certainly can. <laughs> it looks like you can pass, too, because Michael Vick, again, yeah. Quarterback rating of 108. That's pretty damn good. Um, that's the good news. The Vikings may actually be able to score some points next week. Uh it's also a sign, yeah, I think Adrian Peterson's going to get the ball a lot next week, and you got to do it often, 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 often. I mean, Adrian Peterson needs to get the ball a lot. You don't want to Ricky Williams, Adrian Peterson, all too much. You don't want to kill him like the Dolphins did to uh, Ricky Williams many years ago and turned him into a bigger pothead than he already was because of it. Um, well, you can certainly pass on the <laughs> Lions as well. Deshaun Jackson with four catches for 135 yards, a 53-yard catch and touchdown from Mr. Michael Vick. Ah, just a, uh, this had to be a very entertaining game indeed. It really did. Um, two sacks by the Eagles officially. Detroit had four and a half in the game. Crazy. It's just kind of an up-and-down crazy battle. The poor Detroit Lions for the second week in a row clipped, clipped. It's a shame for them because they were... Pretty much screwed by the Bears last week in that uh, final uh, in the fi- on the catch the the catch they call it or no catch really ultimately 
Yeah, very unfortunate. Kelvin Johnson did make, make a touchdown reception late in the game with a two-point conversion, but unfortunately Detroit unable to capitalize late. That was with about two. That's a little under two minutes remaining. Um, we'll see how this goes. We'll see how this goes. The Vikings will host the Detroit Lions. Of course, I'm picking them to win this one. The Vikings barely beat Detroit when they were six and ten <laughs> at home. I remember that game. I was at the game. Mike Tice's first victory back in '02. Uh, this is going to be uh, this is going to be the Vikings' first win of the year. The Vikings always beat Detroit at home. Knock on wood. And if the Vikings lose this game, the Vikings lose this game, folks. It's over. And I mean, it's beyond over. It's so over. You can't even put into words in it. Favre will retire, Childress will get fired, and that's the end of it. And Peterson will demand a trade. That's about what's going to happen if the Vikings lose to Detroit. Excuse me as I try not to choke to death here. Oh, still fighting this this uh, cold. Well, we're trying to keep this show under an hour, but um, with Detroit, <laughs> Javid Best, all over the place, man. This guy's really turning into a weapon. If you think you could pass on the on the Detroit Lions, you sure as hell can pass on the Philadelphia Eagles, especially right now, because Javid Best had nine catches for 154 yards, including a 75-yard scamper. Oh, my God. It's just unbelievable. Pettigrew, 108 yards and seven receptions in the game. Kelvin Johnson with one touchdown. He only got five, four catches, which is funny, for 50 yards. Uh, again, apologize for some of the uh, scoreboard reading, but it's not really the intention. It's just showing you the stats that really matter here. Uh, Javid Best... Good Lord. Good Lord. Well over 200 total yards in the game and three touchdowns, two receiving touchdowns, and um, one, excuse me, two running touchdowns and one receiving. Excuse me, two running and one receiving. That brings his total for the year in, in total touchdowns to five. Javid Best has five touchdowns in his first two games of his career. And I know Paul Allen was saying, oh, Vikings, uh, Fans need to settle down about, oh, you shouldn't have taken Toby Gerhardt. Should have just stuck with the 30th pick and taken job at best. Well, it, you know, he can he, he, he can catch the ball. I mean, that's my argument to Paul Allen. Job at best is much more multifaceted than Toby Gerhardt right now. I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, that's not looking like a good move. It's certainly not off to a good start. Toby Gerhardt, I don't think you're going to really ever see Toby Gerhardt get 150 yards receiving in a game. I don't think it's going to happen. So I apologize for that argument there if it is unwarranted and a non-great football mind approach, as Paul Allen would use that term quite often, no, no great football mind. Um, and no, that's no disrespect for Paul Allen. He's the greatest announcer in the league. He's an inspiration. He's a big reason why I'm behind this mic today. I love him. So I'm just saying some people show off a little bit too much when they're like, hey, you know, the Rubes are getting all upset about Javid Best. It's just one game. Yeah, it was one game, but now it's two. And uh, it looks good for old Javid Best right now. Oh, my. Yeah. Toby Gerhardt will never have 150 yards receiving in a game. I think I'm very safe making that assumption. And uh, Javid Best has done it in his second game. Regardless if the Eagles' defense is bad or not. And it looks bad right now because Detroit... <laughs> Detroit had about 600 yards in this game, from what it looks like. <laughs> Probably more closer to five, but I'm exaggerating a little, and it might as well have been 600. Wow. Detroit can play a little bit, it looks like. So we'll see what happens. We'll see just how much better they are and just how good Javid Best is. We will see him. <laughs> we will see him head on next week. We will see him in action. We will see him in the Mall of America field or the Metrodome, whatever you want to call it. But clearly, clearly Javid Best is a top weapon for the, for the Detroit Lions, at least at this point in time, even more so than Kelvin Johnson. And that's, of course, because the defense really focuses on Kelvin. But uh, we'll see what happens when the Vikings' running defense focuses on Javid Best. Um, the receiving defense, the linebackers and such, trying to keep with uh, Javid Best on some of those screen passes. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how that turns out. Yeah, that's never a guarantee, no matter who you are. Some of these receiving running backs are pretty scary, and it's a good thing Adrian Peterson's becoming more of one. So I'm going to end it there right about an hour. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, but first, really quick, remember the, the message boards on thesportstuff.com. 
There's a button in the upper right-hand corner of T- that says TSS Boards on the front page of thesportsstuff.com. Simply click on that, then click on the link that says Register, and there you go. You're on board. It would be appreciated. It only makes the show better. And please do call into the phone lines. There were no callers this week. 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. Would appreciate it very, very much. So uh, that's about it, folks. That's about it. We are going to call it a show. Vikings will be 1-2 and two next week because they will beat Detroit, even if it kills us to win the game. We'll find a way to win it. So, in my opinion, take care. We'll be back next week.